On today's Locked On Texan podcast, day three of training camp is in the books. Here, Cody and I's thoughts on that. Damian Pierce feels like the Houston Texans can do what? And our early evaluations of Will Anderson. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a weekend episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and sometimes on the weekend. If you are new to the Locked On Texan Podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you are one of our returning Every dayers, shout out to you guys for checking this out each and every day. I am your Texas football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman. Of course, I am joined by none other than Texans Illustrated, Sports Illustrated's own and uh, Texas Credential Media member, Cody Davis. Had a very fun day out on Friday looking at the Houston Texans. Had an opportunity to be out there trying to camp with the Houston Texans, Cody we got a lot, of course, to talk about each and every day. What were some of your day three wins at training camp? From training uh, camp, excuse me. Well, I'm just going to start basically where I left off, man. This defense is really good. Doing Thursdays, day two of training camp, this was a defense that came away with three takeaways. They did not take a they did not record a takeaway on Friday. However, they were just as good and just as dominant getting after the football. My second big win of day three of Houston Texans training camp was Will Anderson Jr. I'm going to save my thoughts on Anderson in the second segment. However, it was very good to see his impact on that defensive front, on that defensive line. And three, most importantly, Keon Green. The biggest thing and part of the reason why I don't want to give up on Keon Greens because I know this young man has the potential to really improve the Houston Texans offensive line, especially his impact in creating gaps for the running back. He got more reps with the first team on Friday, and that is what we saw. There were several occasions, whether it was Damian Pierce, whether it was Devin Singletary, where they had an opportunity to run up the gaps. And majority of those gaps was created by Keon Green. So he really proved that, hey, I know I've been hurt. I know I've been on the shelf. I know that I haven't been out here too much, but this is a young man that it is not time to give up on him as of yet because the impact that he has on that offensive line, an offensive line that is just about set with Laramie Tunsil, Shaq Mason, and Titus Howard. We had an opportunity to speak to Titus Howard about his contract extension on Friday, and this is offensive line that is set in the addition of Keon Green. Look, we, as of right now, we are not expecting him to be a game changer. However, his presence alone, the way he's able to create gaps, especially in the run game, is very vital for the Houston Texans. So my three wins on the day was Devin Singletary had a good day for the Houston Texans. And uh, I love that he had a fumble at one point during the day. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I love the way how you're highlighting the offensive line. They did a very good job not only opening up holes for Damian Pierce when he got on the field, but Devin Singletary, he looked crisp. 
you know, he's going to be an asset for Houston in the passing game out of the backfield. So I thought Devin Singletary had a very good day. One of my wins comes at the hands of coaching. Man, Dino mm-hmm. Vasso, uh, I know that he loves the group of cornerbacks that he's coaching right now. Uh, I love the way that he was out there coaching, going through every explanation with his guys, uh, slowing it down when need be throughout drills. Uh, he's in the mix with him, working on technique, and he's very vocal about getting things done the right way. And what I love the most about that is the players are responding the right way. A lot of y'all may think that because of the tweets, uh, because of the Instagram post, Stephen Nelson would be a problem. <laughs> but honestly, Cody, your first two days out there, my first day out there, which would mm-hmm. be your third day out there, I didn't see nothing of a distraction <laughs> from Stephen Nelson. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was business as usual. And I think that's a win. Your first two days out there, Cody, was Steven Nelson a, a distraction? Or well, what has he been like? Because when I saw Steven Nelson, he was locked in, focused about ball. No, and, and I, I do want to talk about Steven Nelson and highlight him because he has been one of the biggest wins for the Houston Texans through the first three days of training camp. And I do want to go back to when he was – when he had the Instagram post and the Twitter post talking about Nick Casario and everyone knows he wants a new contract. I was one of the people who was saying, you know what, it's time to get Steven Nelson up out of here because he's going to be a distraction. I was basing that off of past experiences. All you got to do is just rewind the, the, the film to November, right after the trade deadline. You remember what Brandon Cook said in his tweets. You remember what Brandon Cook said. We had an opportunity to speak to him after the so-called week that they gave him off. They didn't say suspension, but they didn't allow him to suit up. I believe that was going into week nine of the 2022 campaign because he did not suit up for that Thursday night game against the Eagles. And Brandon Cooks was very vocal about his displeasure and he ended up becoming a distraction. You saw a shift in that locker room. You saw a shift in his play on the field, except for the final game. (laughs) But every time a player got frustrated, they ended up being a distraction. And given the promise that this team was coming into the season with, I didn't want to see the Texans go down that path. However, Steven Nelson has not gone down that path. He has been even more locked in, more productive in practice that when I compare his play to last year, like I think Steven Nelson is going out there and putting everything on the field, on the field through these first three days of training camp, more so than what he did last year. And I wonder, John, whether or not he came to his senses and say, you know what? Let me just go out there and do my job because I'm still under contract and I might not get the money that I'm seeking from the other 31 teams. Or is this somewhat of an example of the Texans new leadership with coach D'Amico Ryan's because one thing that I've noticed every time somebody speak on coach D'Amico Ryan, whether it be Nick, Nick Asirio, whether it be a, a former player that he had like Jimmy Ward, or is it the new players that still trying to get to know him? The one thing that they, that they always talk about is his demeanor and being able to relate with him. And I'm just wondering if this, this, this sense of urgency we've seen out of Steven Nelson like I mentioned, it's just due to the new leadership that this organization has. Also, one of my wins for the day was D'Amico Ryan's taking time during the play breaks to help coach up and talk to guys like Christian Harris and Henry Toe Toe. 
the connection between him and Harris, you can tell that he's invested in him as a young man and as a player mm-hmm. uh, on and off the field. Um, there are moments where I saw on Friday that, you know, again, during the play breaks, during the opportunities where there's a void with nothing going on, he still has something going on, coaching him up on the field actively at that time. I loved it. Take a time out with, again with the rookie, and he spoke highly of Henry uh, after the uh, practice with the presser. So mm-hmm. love what I'm seeing from Coach D'Amico connecting with his players, especially the linebacker group with – the first team rep, HT was out there. The rookie was out there in linebacker. So I, I did love to see that. But you talk about D'Amico Ryans. Uh, one of the one of the things that Ryans talked about on Friday was the rotation of players and guys getting opportunity uh, out there on the field for the Houston Texans. Well, for all of our guys, to me, there is you – know, we have a first team, second team, third, third team, just organization of practice, but – it does. I tell our guys, it doesn't matter, right, where your rep comes from. You just need to make sure you maximize the rep that you get, whether it's with the ones, twos, or threes. It doesn't matter. Are you playing your technique? Are you executing exactly how you're supposed to execute? That's what matters to us as coaches. Guys are getting the reps. Guys are out there being mixed in with the ones, the ones with the twos. I love the fact that uh, offensively, CJ and Davis, they're out there throwing to whoever may be a projected starter, and Nico Cotters and Noah Brown. Then you look at they're out there throwing to Jerry Wayne, uh, Tank Dale. So there's a great mixture of players getting opportunities. And what I love about it the most is this is allowing Houston to go through a full evaluation of their roster um, and, and see who they're going to stick around. Nick Casario did say that they're going to have a tough time with some mm-hmm. of these roster cuts. And for Houston to get out there, there isn't a real – outside of the offensive line, right? There isn't a real first team, second team, third team. It's just a team and guys going out there, performing, and getting evaluated, uh, evaluated that way. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available – That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank rank. Uh, right, excuse me, LinkedIn jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to for fast, faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Saturday installment of Locked on Texans. Don't worry, guys. We will take a break for Sunday only because the Houston Texans will have a day off today. However, they will be back out on the practice field early Sunday morning. And that is going to be the first day of pass. And, John, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, I cannot wait to see these guys in pass because that is when you get a real opportunity to get a true evaluation of 
where these players are at this stage of the season. Most importantly, what is going on in the trenches? And Friday was the very first day where Will Anderson Jr. really caught my eye. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. looked really good on that defensive on that defensive front playing the edge and Friday was also the first day where I noticed he was starting to get a little bit more rips with the ones. Now, I, I don't know if it's, if they're going to go by committee because the one thing that I did notice on Friday, and I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on this for, over the course of the next couple of weeks was Will Anderson Jr., Jerry Hughes, and John Gennard. All three of those guys was rotating playing the edge with the ones. John, I like that because all three of those guys have a neck at getting after the quarterback. And I think next season, I wouldn't be surprised if neither one of those guys get an opportunity to reach double digit in sacks. However, I think all of those guys has the potential to hover somewhere between let's say five and a half to eight sacks. And that is going to be very beneficial for a guy like Jerry Hughes, because even though he had a great year to lead this team in sacks with eight, I always kept saying, I don't want to see an aging veteran like that be this team's best um, player at getting after the quarterback. Now, before moving on to how great Will Anderson played on Friday, I do want you guys to listen to what Coach D'Amico Ryans had to say when I asked him about early evaluations about Will Anderson Jr. and what type of impact can he have on that defensive front? Will, you know, the impact that he's shown is just he is full speed every rep, right? He, he plays with the intensity that I love in our defensive end and what we'll need. So, and it's encouraging to see his effort, his tenacity every single day. Never takes a playoff. Hates when we try to give him a rep off. He gets mad at the coaches. So it's that mindset that we knew we'll have when we drafted him and just excited with where he is right now. Everybody already knows that one of, if not Anderson's best attribute is his ability to get after the quarterback. However, John, I truly believe that his talent alone will help the Houston Texans stop the run in 2023. By far, my favorite play of yesterday's practice took place during 11-on-11 drills where he was able to get past Dalton Schultz and stop Damian Pierce in the, in the backfield. And if he didn't stop him in the backfield, he gave up no more than one yard. I'm loving for what I'm seeing from Will Anderson Jr. And the fact that on Friday was the first day where he truly got reps with the first team says a lot about his development. Yeah, and again, for Will Anderson and, and what the coaching staff is doing, we talked about you know, D'Amico Ryans and the coaching staff rotating guys out. He didn't start the day as a starter, right? It was it was Jerry Hughes out there with John Grenard. Mm -hmm. But though Houston traded up for him, Will Anderson is a guy that they really want to be a uh, staple for this franchise. They are – you can tell that they're kind of working them in, just like every other player, just like mm -hmm. Hutch, just like Dale, uh, just, just like – you know, even second-year guys, they're rotating them in to get them comfortable. But with Will Anderson on, on Friday, guys, he just went out there and made plays. Mm -hmm. So we was on tailgate talk with Big Sarge, right? And this is what Big Sarge, Brian Bearfield of the Texan Wire, this is when he does his after-practice discussions. And one of the things that I said I loved about the day defensively, there ain't no punks on this defense in terms mm -hmm. of – 
They dogs, man, they communicating, and not only are they communicating, but they're talking their talk, right? To to say it the cleanest way I can. <laughs> and Will Anderson was right there along with him, right? As a rookie. So he's being vocal. I love that. I love that we're hearing him talk, we're hearing his voice, but I also love that he's going out there and making plays. The play before the the uh Will Anderson, not Will Anderson, the uh play before the De Damian Pierce stop. Will Anderson also would have had a sack if they was mm -hmm. putting their hands on quarterbacks for real. Yeah, and 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 that was on a rollout, I believe. He did not get chipped, but he was able to crash down. Uh, that that looked like it was more so a miscommunication, a misassignment on the offensive line. I don't I, know I don't what was going got, on. I don't think he got chipped on their play on their on their play mm -hmm. action rollout like he was supposed to. But he also had the speed, which was impressive, to to crash down and and seal off the edge and he could have mm -hmm. made a play on the quarterback right yeah and so a guy that you traded up for you want to see him be able to get sacks out there uh also considering what houston gave up to get him but will anderson had a very good day and we hadn't talked a lot about will anderson to to the point where it kind of seemed like a mystery if i'm a listener i'm like wow i haven't heard much about will anderson mm -hmm. now you hear and he isn't invisible he hasn't been uh at least from my two eyes, he hasn't been missing from practice, but he also had a very good day on Friday. And uh, loving what I saw, can't wait to continue to watch him kind of progress throughout training camp. Welcome back in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. Damian Pierce has something very incredible <laughs> to say. I thought that was interesting. Something that's going to uh, it's going to fill this franchise with joy and excitement. Before we do that. Uh, Davis Mills and CJ Stroud, they rotated in with the ones and the twos. It's clear at this point that Houston likes the veteran leadership of Case Keenum over sure. anything. He primarily came in with the three, uh, third unit, made some plays at the quarterback position. But right now, CJ and Davis, they're running with the ones and twos. One thing that I mentioned about Davis when we did our quarterback preview, I wanted to see Davis get better at some of the things that he struggled with last year, pocket awareness, being able to settle your feet and throw the ball, right? Being able to increase your accuracy on some of the more difficult throws. Well, Noah Brown, who looked very good for Houston on Friday, in the first couple of days of camp, Cody, you and a lot of other the beat reporters and, and credential media members that covered the team talked about how good Noah Brown has looked. He had a step on Derek Stingley. Now, mm -hmm. it wasn't a wide gap of a step, and I truly believe if the ball was in the air and a play was needed to be made, Derek Stingley could have made that play. But he had a step on Derek Stingley. Davis Mills was the quarterback, and the throw that, that I thought he, he, Cody was going to catch it by the time <laughs> the ball came down. It was. It, it was looking like it was going to come my way. And the play right after that, he had, I want to say it was a slant route, and he oversailed the ball through, to a receiver. And then a couple of plays after that, Hawaii undrafted rookie, the tight end, um, Jordan Murray, who looked good on the day as well, ran an out route, and Davis Mills struggled to connect on that play as well. So the things that I wanted to see out of Davis Mills get better at, uh, I haven't saw it from my own four eyes yet. And it seems like just kind of 
you know, listening to some of the other reporters that were out there, that's been a theme for David Smith. He may look good in one area, but overall it's clear that C.J. Stroud is this team's number one quarterback. Now for Damian Pierce, Cody, roll the tape, roll the tape. Just roll the tape. Hey, Damian, how do you view the AFC South right now and the Texas chances of possibly the division? Let me think. Who in the AFC South? Who play twice a year? We got. Yeah. No, it's wide open. We got a lot of kind of everybody is kind of in the same phase, you know, rebuilding, new quarterbacks. You know, a lot of teams are really like, like what we got. We got Trevor. We got Anthony. We got us. Got Derrick Henry in this league, so uh, obviously we we are we the run, I feel like we the lead, we the conference that got the most running. You know what I'm saying? We pride ourselves on running the ball. So, like I said, bro, when we get this offense rolling, we count, we get all these kinks out. You know, the ceiling, the ceiling is up here with Coach Slow. Cause Coach Slow always trying to you know create the explosive plays, create the explosive runs. So as long as we stay true to ourselves and play clean football and don't kick ourselves in the foot, I feel like we can. We can definitely finish at the top. That was your second year running back, Damian Pierce. And by the way, uh, had an opportunity to speak with Titus Howard. Uh, while we were talking to Titus Howard, Larry Tunsil comes in and says, hey, they paid that boy. <laughs> and uh, this was right after I had an opportunity to ask Titus Howard about him being able to enter his Laramie Tunsil role now that he's a vet in the role for the youngest. And so it just so happened like that uh, for the vet to come in and congratulate the next vet man up. Uh, but they, he, Titus Howard described Bobby Slowick as calm and smart. So I'm very interested to see what Bobby Slowick is going to do with this, with this offense. But there you guys have it, man. Damian Pierce Along with so many other guys, like the excitement around this franchise right now is high. You hear some of the players, you hear some of the coaches kind of more so the players compare and contrast in their tone and how they are responding to questions about this year compared to last year. You hear them kind of kind of look at last year as a as a failure, and this year is something that uh not necessarily a failure, but this year is something that they can compete and be successful in. And so with Damian Pierce mentioning that this team has an opportunity to reach a high ceiling and possibly maybe winning the division. I don't want to say it because I, but I've been winning saying it, <laughs> but just, I loved hearing uh, a player being able to look at what's going around them, hype up their team and, and, and say to themselves and then say to us in which we, we bring it to you guys. This team has an opportunity to compete and maybe, possibly, just maybe, win this division. Look, I don't see them winning the division, but what I would say is if all of the development and early adjustments, early teachings go the Texans' way, they do have a chance. Only because, and you guys heard Damian Pierce has said it, almost everybody in this division is basically in the same boat. You have a young quarterback, several young promising prospects, and this is a division that loves to run the football. So, look, I'm not going to say it's impossible. I don't want to put that type of expectations on the Texans because I do believe the first 
three to four games of the season is going to be very important for not just the players, but for the coaching staff as well, because this is the first time that Coach D'Amico Ryans is going to be the head coach. This is going to be the first time that Bobby Sloy is going to be the offensive coordinator. You know, there's a lot of first time or, you know, this is only my second year guys on the coaching staff and on the field where it's like, okay, we just got to give these time guys time to develop and find their niche before, at least for me, put expectations on, on, on these guys on the franchise. Thank you guys for checking out the weekend show of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter, formerly uh, now known as X at John underscore Hickman 12. Follow Locked On Texans on Twitter at Locked on Texans. And so uh, I'll be back out there on Sunday, man. And boy, can I not wait to continue it's hot. to see it's hot, huh? how this franchise grows. It was okay it's for hot. me, honestly. Bro, you tripping. It was hot. Every day you get hotter and hotter. Boy, 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 boy. But as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter and thread at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.